Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad you're here today. I have a quick, funny story to share with you, and it actually goes with today's content. So I'm going to start with the story and then we'll dive into today's content. But I just wanted to welcome any new listeners. I know we have a few new faces around here. And so I just wanted to say welcome. No matter what's going on in your life, where you've been or what you've done, you're welcome here. Pull up a chair. I'm so grateful you're here. So, okay, here's my funny story. So, First, I want to start with there's really just two types of people in this world. There are those people that settle for bad Internet and there are those that don't. Okay, so let me tell you a story and then you can figure out what type of person I am and then what type of person my husband Gary is. So for the record, for the last 20 years of our marriage, we've had this unspoken rule that Gary handles all the tech stuff. So when something goes wrong with our tech, it's his fault. Okay. So we've also had this ridiculous unspoken rule that I'm in charge of all meals and all food in the house, which I think is very lame. And I'm trying to change it. But let me just tell you, my family are creatures of habit. So literally nearly almost every day from at least one of my humans, I get this text message that says, I'm hungry. What should I eat? For the record as well, if you've ever been to my home, I should put a video on social media. I'm a food hoarder. Okay, you guys, we have an abundance of food. I'm like stocked up for the apocalypse. Like it's just like when COVID hit, you know, everybody was scrambling. We were already stocked. Okay, like we are just a stocked up household. I don't know what it is. I haven't worked through it yet in therapy. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But whatever. Okay, so we also always have a ton of good food because I always bribe my kids friends to be here. Right. So If we want to get to know our kids' friends, we want to feed them. So yes, it's out of generosity and isn't that amazing, but mostly it's out of manipulation because I want to know what the heck these kids are up to. So we always have a ton of food. Okay. Anyways, that's a whole little side caveat. Can you tell I just vented about my family driving me crazy about the food issue? So again, let's start again. There's two types of people in this world, those that settle for bad internet and those that don't. As I tell the story, you can figure out which type of person I am. So we live about five minutes from town on a hill and our cell service absolutely stinks. And there's about eight houses on our street. So we live in the very middle of the street. And for whatever reason, two houses to our right, two houses to our left and across the street is a dead zone of cell service. Okay, it's horrendous. Literally, I'm I'll be on the phone. I'll be driving down my street. The phone will drop. As soon as I pull in my driveway, then I get in my house and I have to connect to Wi-Fi and all the all that circus. So and I'm not talking like, oh, my self-service is spotty. Like it literally doesn't work. OK, so then 
if you're familiar with California at all, the last several months we've had crazy rain. So our internet has been a mess as well, okay? I've been complaining about this for months. Like, I kid you not. And God bless my husband. He's doing the best he can with the internet, but it's not enough, okay? So my husband went out and he bought one of those little mesh pods. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I don't really know a bunch about internet, but now apparently I know more because I've had to do all this research. But there's these pods. So you have Wi-Fi, comes to the internet. Hang on, you're going to understand the story more as I talk about it. And I promise you, there's an inspiring thread throughout. So just please bear with me as I tell this story, okay? So with internet, it comes to the house and then it connects to this router. And then some homes have to have these mesh pods all around the house so that the Wi-Fi is stronger. So we've had these Google mesh pods for three years. And I'm telling you, for 18 months, I've been complaining about them, okay? So finally, six weeks ago, Gary bought an additional mesh pod. So he didn't replace the old ones, which is a whole other issue that we're in therapy over, but whatever. He just decided to buy an additional mesh pod, which if you know anything about technology, once technology's old and outdated, even if you plug in something new, it's still, it's like it's crappy. It doesn't work. So uh, whatever. Can you tell I'm still frustrated with my husband? God bless him. Okay. Lord bless Gary. Okay. So I have been so frustrated. Like I kid you not, the last week of my group coaching calls, I kid you not, like one of my calls dropped, okay? And this is what I do for a living now. So I'm like, I have to have internet. Like I'm either, we're either selling the house or I'm getting an office off site where there's strong internet. I cannot not have internet. Like this is what I need. All I need literally is internet to make this business work, okay? So anyways, so my husband's like, well, it's the best we got. It's all we can do. So I kid you not, our realtor, his name's Shay, he's awesome. His father-in-law is our plumber. Okay, we live in kind of a small town, okay? But his father-in-law is our plumber. And he was over fixing our water heater. And I literally told him in front of Gary, like, hey, I need to connect with Shay. We actually want to buy a new house. And Gary, I think that's when he realized, oh, she's serious. Like, he looked at me like I was from another planet. Like, I kid you not, I was ready to put our house up on the market and buy a new house and test the internet. Little reminder to anyone home shopping, test the internet before you buy the house, okay? It's a really big investment to not be able to communicate with your people, okay? So all my threats, they were kind of empty complaints. They just fell kind of on deaf ears, and he was doing the best he could, and I get it, he's busy and, and all that. And But my family is typically used to me complaining about things and then, like, it pewtering out. But let me tell you, when I say I ain't playing, they know I mean business, especially my son, Zach. So that kid can read a room better than any human I've ever met. And he knows exactly how far to push me before I explode. Literally the other night he was on his phone past his time and I walked in and he didn't even look up like he could sense my like frustration. And he just handed me the phone. I felt so powerful. I felt so respected. I felt, oh my gosh, I'm getting somewhere with this kid. Okay. Let me cheer for my small victory with my teenager. Okay, so back to the internet. My computer was not working. Like, I kid you not, I literally went to Apple and I'm like, I need a new computer. I took my computer and I said, I need a brand new computer and I need all of this info on this computer transferred to a new computer because something's wrong with my computer. So the guy's like, no problem. Opened up my computer, did some diagnostics, looked at it. He's like, your computer is less than two years old. It's fine. There's something wrong with your internet. And I'm like, I knew it was my internet because Gary thought it was my computer because his computer and everything works fine. 
Oh, okay. So the Apple guy sent me to Best Buy where I learned all about these mesh systems. I learned all about these internet things. I learned it all. I learned all about the Googles and everything, okay? So I'm at Best Buy. And by the way, if you need those mesh things, this is not a an ad for Euro 6 Plus, but I suggest Euro 6 Plus. I did all the research. Those are the little mesh things. And if you please don't email me because I know nothing more about internet other than to buy those Euro 6 mesh things. They're like 300 bucks for three of them. You plug them in and magic and abracadabra, your internet works. Okay, here's my point of my story. Listening to my story, you can tell what kind of person my husband is a little bit more laissez-faire, a little bit more easygoing. Also, his internet was working and his business was going great because his internet's working. My internet was not working, so I had to take the bull by the horns and take control and fix my internet. This is what I want to say to you, my people, my humans whom I love. You guys, sometimes you have to get scrappy. Sometimes you have to decide enough is enough and take control of your lives. No one is coming to save you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you guys, I always wanted this like knight in shining armor to come fix me or save me or help me. The reality is no one's coming. Yes, we have Jesus, and but Jesus empowers us to find the resources that we need to feel better and to help us, okay? Here's my challenge to you. Obviously, my doors are open for the Feel Better Journey, the group coaching program, which I will talk to you about in a minute, and I'd love to have you join me. But maybe you need therapy. Maybe you need a support group. Maybe you need to have that honest conversation with your friends or with your pastor or with your husband or with your wife. Like maybe you actually need to step over the line of whatever is holding you back, whatever is like eating at your soul and deal with it. You guys, we have to deal with these things that inhibit us from living a full, thriving life. Now, let me tell you, I am not name it, claim it. So like if you're like, oh yeah, I I name it and I claim it and that is not my theology, okay? I am more of the theology of learning to live within my skin, learning to live within my life. I can't change my history. I can't change your history. I can't change circumstances. But what we can do is learn to live really well within whatever the circumstances or the history is. And let me tell you, I have some friends living some literally hellish circumstances, but somehow they still find some peace. They still find some joy. They're not wrestling their life like a bear because they've come to this place of acceptance. And it is such a journey. And I've been on this acceptance journey literally for over a decade in my recovery because, you know, when you get sober, when I got sober, at least, I was miserable. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I woke up in jail of my life. Like there were so many circumstances that I would have never put myself in, but yet here I was living them. And I had a choice. I was either going to continue to live in the dysfunction or I was going to say enough's enough and I'm going to do the best I can with what I have now. You guys, we've all been dealt cards that are crappy. Like, let's just be real. The scripture says it rains on the just and the unjust. We all know we live in this broken world. Life is hard. We're all battling things that people have no clue that we're even battling. And let me just tell you, we're all battling things that we are not always aware of what these issues even are. So here's my challenge. This is what I want to say. 
If you've been feeling funky and you've been doing all the things over the years, the Bible studies, the church stuff, the sermons, the podcast, which is all great, right? But you're still wondering, like, shouldn't I feel better? Like, we talk about grace, we talk about peace, we talk about joy, but it all feels just out of reach, right? There's like this disconnect. First of all, I want to say there's nothing wrong with you. You guys, life is hard. And you know more than anyone the difficult situations and circumstances that you've had to live through and endure, right? And what you have to wrestle with in your own head. And everyone's battling something we have no idea about. You guys, I still daily can jump on the struggle bus. Like, let me tell you, I'm doing this work. I'm leading people. I'm doing this guide work, so to speak, right? But let me tell you, my life can still be really hard. And I told this story a while back. I can't remember if I told it on the podcast or if I told it in the Feel Better journey, but I got a new doctor, a new OBGYN. She's amazing. And we were talking about what I do for a living. And she was really curious and really just asking questions. And she's like, you're a life coach and you're supposed to have your life together. Like, what do you do when you're having a really rough day? And I'm like, honestly, I'm honest about it. It's kind of my shtick. Like, you guys, until I came to the realization that I have 100% freedom to be 100% honest about where I'm at. And because I struggle, it has nothing to do with my lack of faith in Jesus or my lack of relationship with Jesus or anything like that. Like once I came out from that cloud of honestly spiritual abuse that, you know, people who struggle must be doing something wrong in their walk with Jesus, that's just that thought is nothing more than spiritual abuse. And I had to like put to rest those thoughts. And I had to come into this place of acceptance and peace of like, God loves me right where I'm at, struggles and all. And I believe that he's in the job of character formation, not me. My job is to pursue him and to do all I can to pursue him spiritually. But if I really want deep rooted character formation and transformation, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to encourage you, take control of your emotional life, of your spiritual life, of your thought life. And I, you know, maybe it is joining the Feel Better journey, but maybe it is something else. Maybe you need to take a leap of faith and get an accountability partner. Or maybe you need to take a leap of faith and actually go find a good therapist where you can process stuff with. But if you're feeling the tug and you want to jump into the Feel Better journey, you guys, I want to invite you in. This is not about instant healing, but it's about the process of learning to live literally the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The courage to change the things we can, guys. That's the prayer that we all need to pray because it does take courage to change. I, you guys, and I do know, it. so many of us have a hard time setting aside an afternoon for ourselves, let alone the thought of, oh my gosh, 12 weeks. Like, let's face it, 12 weeks is longer than some Hollywood marriages, okay? Like, I get it. But dealing with the things that hold us back, it takes time. It's a process. There's no magical pill. There's no magical fix. I wish we could just pray over you and you're fixed, but more times than not, that's not how it works. Like, it's a process. You know, in the program, we're not just talking about it. We're actually processing and applying these principles of the program to our life. And I'm telling you, we all have enough book knowledge. We can YouTube anything. We can read a book about anything. There's more information out there now than ever. But what we need more of is hands-on help in our situation, in our life, and a rich community to process and grow with. 
You guys, I'm sure you have a lot of friends, but I do know that many of us, we don't have a lot of sacred places to deal with the deeper issues in life. And I just want to challenge you, like, what would it look like if three months from now you actually felt better? Like, what what would you be doing? What would you be feeling? How would you respond to your life in a different way? What would it look like to have a thriving, healthy community? This work, it literally changes generational patterns. You guys, there's not a ton of homework, but it is deep, rich soul work. In fact, you can literally look at the audios that come with the program and the workbook as bonus material to help you along the way. The real magic happens live in those Zoom meetings. We have a framework for these calls. We go over the material of the week. It's like the Cliff Notes version. And then we process and practice together. And I got to tell you, if you like this podcast, you'll love the audios of the program. It truly is. This program is Danny Unplugged. If you think I'm honest and real and vulnerable here on the podcast, oh my gosh, I'm so much more honest about all my crap on the Feel Better journey. I mean, I just lay it all out there and how it's literally like how the sausage is made. I share my story and I share what has worked to change my life from just surviving barely to thriving. Yes, I still struggle pretty often, even just this morning, actually. But now I have this healthy framework that's my guardrails. You literally have nothing to lose. This can literally be a Mother's Day gift to yourself, even if you're not a mom, even if you're a dad, (laughs) even if you have no children. This could literally be a gift for yourself for the summer. Imagine taking the summer just to set aside, to kind of reset and how to figure out how to bring some internal Jesus healing to our emotions and to our thoughts and and just to our history and uh, and to our future and all of that. So listen, if you're thinking, Danny, listen, I know me. I'm a great starter, but not an awesome finisher. I just want to say, you guys, we got you. This program is made for you. The community literally carries you. Trust me, by week two, you won't want to miss these weekly meetings. We laugh and we have fun together as we deal with our stuff. It's magical. We, We actually end up missing each other in between sessions. And that's why we have a little text communication and, and we've really established strong bonds with each other. So I want to ask you, if you're feeling the tug for the feel better journey, what's holding you back? Is it the tech issue? Is it like, oh, I'm nervous about Zoom or anything like that? We got you. We've got a community manager who will get you all hooked up and it's easy peasy. Wear a hoodie to the Zoom meetings. Is it the homework? Don't fret. The workbook is literally optional. You don't have to do the workbook. Heck, don't even download it if, you're, if you think it'll stress you out. Do you feel like you'll be judged or you just won't fit in or maybe you'll be that one weird personality in the group that's really struggling? No, no, no. You guys, this is a come-as-you-are type program. It's a judgment-free zone. It's 12 weeks and we got you. Okay, I riffed way too long right now, but there is a little bit more audio to this podcast. So I wanted to share a cut. I think it was like a five-minute clip from one of the audios from the Feel Better journey. It's like a sneak peek into the Feel Better journey where I talk about the four main inhibitors to us literally thriving in life. The four main inhibitors that I believe we need to be aware of so that we can find some freedom and deal with these things so we can walk a little bit more free and get back to really who we are called to be. So I hope you enjoy the audio. There's literally only five minutes left, but I wanted to just thank you for being here. And I just want to challenge you guys, man, you have permission to take care of yourself. You have permission to get the help you need. 
And I just want to ask you, what's holding you back? Like, is it fear? Is it doubt that, you know, maybe there's not more peace or joy for you on this planet? And I I just want to challenge you. If you're feeling held back and I want to encourage you to challenge yourself and I want you to ask yourself some questions. Is it grief? Like, am I just grieving my life? Why do I not feel like I deserve more freedom or more joy or more hope or more peace? Like, is it, what is it? And I I ask you this in all love and all humility, just to help you become more aware of what is holding you back. Because if we can deal with these things that are holding us back, I'm telling you, no matter what the circumstances that you're walking through, and trust me, I know some of you are walking through some pretty awful and difficult circumstances and seasons, but I know, guys, that Jesus wants to meet you and he wants to be your guide through those. And I do know that in my own life, in my darkest, hardest seasons, as I look back, that's where I saw Jesus the most. And when I'm in it, it's kind of hard to see him. It's hard to even sense him or hear him. But as I reflect back, I realized literally there was this higher power that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, was guiding me. And so I just, oh, I just want to reach through and let you know you're not alone and that there is so much hope for you on this planet. Give yourself and your mind and your emotions time to grieve if you're going through a hard time, but also challenge yourself to do what you can so that you can thrive as much as you can. And I'm not going to say life's going to be perfect. Life's not going to be you know, all rainbows and roses afterwards, no matter what you go through, no matter what program you take or no matter what therapist you go to or no matter what inner healing you get on a retreat with Jesus or anything like that, like we still live in this broken, intense world. But you guys, when we can learn the tools and the strategies and the skills to learn how to thrive within hardship, that is absolutely extraordinary. And you're an extraordinary human being and you're here for such a time as this. And I just don't want you to waste away thinking this is all life is, you know, surviving by the skin of your teeth. I want you to learn to thrive. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I do this work. That is why I'm here. So grateful for this community. I'm really excited for everything that's coming down the pipe too. All right. Bless you guys. Enjoy. Oh, and by the way. Gary, I love you, even though you didn't fix our internet. Also, if you're interested in jumping in this round of the Feel Better journey, the deadline to jump in is May 17th, and groups are filling up. I think we only have two spots left in the women's group, and I think we have three spots left in the men's group. So sign up if you're feeling led. The link will be in the show notes. You can click right through, or you can go to www.dannysumner.com forward slash the feel better journey. I hope you enjoy this short audio that's coming up from the feel better journey. I cut it out. It just talks about the four inhibitors and I just would encourage you to listen and to think if one of those inhibitors or if not all four are kind of tripping you up and then you can pray through what you can do to find some more freedom in your life. We all have life experiences that affect us. And we're going to tie more into this. We're going to unpack all of this in future sessions. But this session, I just wanted to throw out the idea and get your mind thinking through what could potentially be the things 
that are inhibiting you from experiencing God's grace or experiencing God's presence or just in general feeling better, right? So what are these things? And maybe you're thinking to yourself, Danny, it's easy. I know what it is. It's one, two, three. It's A, B, Z. You can name each thing and tell me 20 minutes about each thing. But maybe some of us, or maybe even those of us who have these three or four things we can name right off the top of our head, maybe there's something deeper going on too. So what I want to introduce in this session is I want to talk about the four main ways that get in the way from us experiencing feeling better and from us experiencing and really internalizing this grace, this amazing grace that we're going to continue to unpack in these future sessions. But what did we just establish in the last session, right, about grace? That grace is God's radical acceptance and compassion expressed, right? Grace, it really is like nailing jello to the wall, but yet at the same time, it's the most beautiful, magical, mysterious, wonderful thing in the world, right? Grace is what encompasses the Christian life, right? This is what we're supposed to be walking in grace. That doesn't mean that we're graceful or that we're ballerinas, but as we walk and as we can begin to internalize these truths that we're accepted just as we are, that we're loved just as we are, that if there's anything that needs to change about us, that it's the Holy Spirit's job that we partner with God for the Holy Spirit to bring it to mind and to help us change, right? We're not left on our own to change all of these things. And if there's anything dysfunctional within you that you're feeling, or that's a glaring issue, man, bring it to the Lord, ask him to help you change it or ask him to change it. But if he doesn't, at some point, guys, we have to be able to look at these things as, okay, it is what it is. How do I embrace and accept even the hardest parts of myself? You guys, my anxiety, my depression, that I've struggled with since the day I was born. I'm telling you, in the womb, I was depressed, okay? And I can go back and I've done a lot of inner healing stuff. I've done a lot of prayer stuff. I've tried to dig up literally like unconscious memories to figure out when this all started. But at some point, I just had to surrender and I just had to begin to look at these things that I would call a curse in my life and look at them from a different point of view. And that's what this is about, about exploring what are these things that are inhibiting us? What are these barriers that are inhibiting me from not only feeling better, but walking with more confidence, walking more secure in who I am? And so I want to talk about these four barriers briefly, but then in another session, we're going to kind of dig into these more. But I did want to just bring them up in this first week because I feel like they're important for us to kind of begin to navigate through. So I believe the four main categories, if you will, that cause issues in our heart and mind are number one, things that we've done. So things in our past that we regret or that we have shame about, that really can be a barrier for us in our hearts and minds and emotional well-being. Also things that have been done to us, somebody else who harmed us, right? We do a pretty good job of harming ourselves, but I'm telling you, there are some things that have been done to you that have harmed you, and these things have lingering effects. And so in future sessions, we're going to unpack how to get rid of these things, not really even get rid of them. That's the wrong term, because I don't believe it's about getting rid of them. I believe it's about learning to deal with them, learning to put them in the right place. God willing, maybe get rid of them, maybe just not be so affected by them. So again, it's things that we've done and things that have been done to us 
Number three is current circumstances. Sometimes, you guys, it's just current circumstances are so heavy or so complicated that it's hard to find peace today because circumstances are just so difficult. And so we're going to try to find some ways to navigate through that. But I do want to give you some hope. But that's a big one, you guys. Current circumstances, if they're difficult, and we all have difficult things going on in our life, but I'm talking about ongoing, really difficult situations, that can really be a barrier from us feeling better or from us really experiencing all that God has for us. But it's not a life sentence to misery. There are ways to navigate through it. And we're going to explore that. We're going to unpack that. And we're going to figure out what works and what fits for you. Because what may help you in your day-to-day may not help me. And what helps me in my day-to-day with difficult circumstances may not help you. So, But we're going to do this together. We're going to figure this out. And the fourth barrier, which I think is one of the most complicated to work through, but we're absolutely going to tackle it and begin to work through it in these sessions, is what we believe about God, what we believe about ourselves and our history and or our circumstances. So it's mindset stuff. It's what we believe. It's what the things that have been done to us have caused us to believe certain things. And we need to unpack those because this is all about self-awareness. When we know what we believe, we can actually decide if we want to believe it. But until we begin to unpack these things, we never know. We'll never know. And then they just unconsciously control us, right? So again, the four main categories that are barriers to feeling better, truly, and to experiencing all that God has for us are the things that we've done, the things that have been done to us, the harmful things that have been done to us, current circumstances that we could be walking through right now. And then number four would be what we believe about God, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our history, and or what we believe about current circumstances. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth, please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.